0: Listening to The Quad, a Killjoys podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm
1: Stephanie. And I'm Annie. We're talking about Killjoys, Season 3, Episode 3 The Hullen Have Eyes. While we will talk about anything and everything from the episode, there won't be any spoilers for future episodes.
0: Let's get started with our quick reviews. I liked this episode. I feel like I say this every episode, but there was some interesting world building. The idea that there was a whole training camp for Holland to relearn how to act human, I thought was was kind of fascinating and unnerving. I really liked that there was so much focus on everybody having to adjust to Johnny's return and Zeph being on the team i I always like those team dynamic kind of things. It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside even even if stuff is tense for the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also really excited about Anila and Delcea working together, even though, again, things got pretty uh, murdery
2: for a little <laughs> while in this episode,
0: but I feel like they're setting stuff up for the rest of the season, and I'm excited about it. I mean, not to say that I thought the episode was perfect, because I didn't, but
2: <laughs> but overall, you're, excited you're-, about, you're excited about the murder. <laughs> I thought you were going to no, say no, you're excited about, about the, about the post-murder stuff. <gasps>
0: stuff. The post-murder alliance, Stephanie.
2: Are you excited about the stab,
1: stab, stab stuff?
0: (laughs) Clearly I'm not. I just said I wasn't, Annie.
2: (laughs) Just giving you a hard time.
0: I know you are. I'm giving you a hard time right back. What do you think, Stephanie?
2: You know, I have mixed feelings about this episode. I think in general, I liked it. There was a lot of, like you were saying, I thought really good team dynamics. I thought Johnny in particular had some really good stuff in this episode. Uh, But the whole storyline with the unseeing, that element made me really uncomfortable. I like the religious construct of it. It felt like really condescending to those folks who are, you know, in essence, they are. People with visual impairments. So I don't, that made me, that stuff made me uncomfortable. But like, like you were saying, like the idea of the Holland training camp and things like that. And we got to see follow up on Davin taking that Holland ship from a few episodes ago. That was really interesting. I loved all the team dynamic stuff. And woohoo, return of un- unresolved sexual tension between Mako Wen and Hannah John Common. It wasn't between Delsea and Dutch, but I will take it. <laughs> and I I think they make an interesting pair. So there was stuff I really liked about it. It's just that one element in particular that kind of made me squirmy. So how about you, Annie? What do you think? I thought it was a
1: pretty good episode. Like you guys, I liked that there were still adjustments to Johnny rejoining the team, which for some reason I thought was wrapped up pretty well last week with that element of Johnny rejoining the team. But, you know, I should learn not to underestimate the writing and to go, oh, yeah, of course, they're still going to have issues to work out because Johnny hasn't talked with Dav about what's like, you know, with him being away. And I forget, you know, how long it's been. It's been three months and how is he going to adjust with the new geek on the team? But I really love Zeph, and I love that she's still part of the team and is still contributing. And I also find Davin's connection to the Hull and Fleet and all these mystery pieces that Klein has left behind. They're really intriguing. I found the subplot with the unseeing a bit clunky just because I'm dense and I'm like, I don't get it. Who are these unseeing and how do they relate to this guy and who's worshipping who? But once it was revealed, oh, it's like the seer is Hullen. I I got it. But yeah, that part of the plot, I was kind of like, what's going on here? So it's not my favorite. But yeah, again, the whole thing about a village being constructed to train Hullen, Very, very creepers. And I really enjoyed seeing the production design of Anila's ship and her crew and how ruthless she is with her, with the people under her command. And Delsea thought she could just come in there and be in charge. And nope, Anila wasn't having any of that. So that was fascinating to see. And Anila is just scarier and scarier. So, you know, I know Dutch is saying, we're going to start the war. We're going to take our ships and... You know, use them against Anila. And I'm like, have you seen how big her fleet is? So I'm like, oh, my God, you guys have a challenge ahead of you. So I'm looking forward to the rest of the season.
0: So correct me if I'm wrong, Annie. You just said that you liked the stabby parts. <laughs> did I? Okay,
1: maybe. You kind maybe. of
2: did. <laughs> I said
1: it was scary. I didn't say it was stabby. <laughs> that I'd like stabby. Well, just...
0: never, never, mind. never okay. mind. Okay, never mind. Well, since we all mentioned Johnny reintegrating into the team, shall shall we talk about that?
2: Yeah, I I think something the show has always done well, which I appreciate, is they actually deal with consequences of stuff mm-hmm. that happens pretty well. And it's, and I like- it's
0: borderline shocking to me. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a good way. I want to mm-hmm. clarify. In a great way. I love that
1: they do this. Well, wow. What do you mean it's not over in one episode? Oh, okay. Yeah,
2: And I liked that where the conflict was, wasn't that Davin and the Dutch were giving Johnny a hard time or what have you. I liked that Johnny was just realizing things didn't stand still in his absence. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he was having to deal with how things had shifted. Right. Because like,
0: it's just little stuff like Davin and Dutch consulting each other and then sort of half forgetting to consult. John, just because like he hasn't been there. Right. It's not that they mm-hmm. aren't interested in his opinion, it's just not a thing that they had the option of having before. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's this other person doing here? We don't need Awkward Turtle over there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but it's because they needed someone in to take his place, because as Johnny was telling Zeph later, he says, they can't do what we do. And Johnny forgot that they needed someone to fill that role that he filled when he was gone.
2: And I think we can all understand that it's uncomfortable to feel like you've been replaced. But I, like you said, Annie, I feel like he understood, especially by the end of the episode, like, okay, they needed somebody to do this stuff. Like, he even admitted, like, they can't do what we do. We're mm-hmm. important.
1: Yeah, but I really loved how Johnny was seemingly resentful of Zeph for most of the episode. And then, you know, he still told her there's consequences to your actions. You can't abandon a team. You're part of a team. But I, real- I really loved how he still realized that she made an important contribution. And he's like, okay, this is like your one shot. So here, study the remnant thing. But you have to remember, we're part of a team. You can't abandon us again next time.
0: Right. And I thought what was sort of well done about how they they did this is that, you know, she wasn't wrong to do what she did. Mm-hmm. It's not the greatest way of going about it, but it did resolve the problem that needed resolving. And I actually feel like this might, in time, be a good thing for the team, once they sort of all adjust to each other, and and adjust their thinking to accommodate the others, you know? And, you know, I think, because
1: sometimes I was kind of wondering, well, how long is Zeph going to stay on the ship? And maybe Johnny himself is wondering that, but regardless of how long she's with them or not, as Dutch told Johnny, you know, you've been off for three months, but you know, we're fighting a war and we need people, you know, we need smart people, we need soldiers, we need to build an army. And that's what she had to remind him of. It can't just be the three of them anymore because they're going against such a large force.
2: And I thought that the storyline with Zeph was a good, again, a follow-up on what we'd seen from her previously because that she kind of did something similar in the simulation, right? Like she's right. like, okay, I figured this out. I'm smart. I can do this. And she kind of went off on her own and, Abandoned the team in a way. And while again, we see here, it's not that she was wrong, but like she didn't give Johnny any types of heads up, like what she was going to do. You know, she just deserted them. And while she, she was right, she contributed, she did it in a, in a poor, she did it poorly. And I think mm-hmm. that's really what Johnny was trying to communicate to her. Like your ego is getting in your way here. You're part of a team now.
1: Right. Well, and I think it's that's kind of links to that kind of typical things that nerds have. It's like, we're nerds, we're really smart, but we don't have social graces always or awareness to like tell people what's going on inside our brain and to communicate it to others. So uh, I love Zeph's line. What does that mean? Uh, super cool, always single. Aww. <laughs> so, I, I was like, yeah, that's, that's me too.
2: Aww. <laughs> you are super cool, Annie. I know, but I've been single <laughs> for a
1: long time, baby. <sighs>
0: Uh, eh, me too, Annie, it's fine.
2: <laughs> okay,
0: so uh... <laughs> Stephanie's like, not me, you losers.
1: <laughs> I could totally hear that in her voice.
0: <laughs> no, I think Stephanie turned into an awkward turtle because we all turned into awkward turtles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I loved that he called her an awkward turtle. I was like, see, Annie and Chris, more than more people than just me know that expression. <laughs>
0: I didn't. I, know. I didn't doubt that it was just you. It's just I think it's less common than you think it is. I didn't know it was a common term, but
1: I just have an image of myself flailing on my back, not being able to flip back over because I'm just awkward like that.
2: Does that has that happened to you before, Annie?
1: Probably in my sleep a lot,
0: <laughs> and that is oh. why I am single. <laughs> And he is single because she, she can't turn over.
2: <laughs> well, I, I do ha- it- I
1: am kinda weighty, but
2: I think this is an argument for why Annie needs a girlfriend to help her turn over and (laughs) budge.
1: I'm putting it out there, universe, and any podcast listeners. I know, I don't even do the speed dating, the lesbian speed dating at cons. I just have to put it out there, so.
0: (laughs) If anybody out there is into turning people over,
1: give me a buzz. Anyhow so. But speaking speaking of feeling weighty, I love that line. Put your put your mental pants on. Johnny's like I feel fat at them <laughs>
2: <laughs> he did deliver that line really well. Yeah, it, it was clear like Johnny so clearly wanted everything to go back to normal, you know. He has that whole speech he gives when he's when he's left Banny and Gray's office saying, like, you know, we just need to get back in the swing of things and a good old adventure, just the three of us, and and it yeah, it's not gonna be that easy, Johnny. And I really mm-hmm. love that scene that Johnny and Davin had where you know, Johnny gets really defensive and he's like, I'm sorry I left and I'm sorry I messed it up by coming back. And David was clear with him. It's like, it, I'm not mad about those things, but this is just like the pains of coming back. Like you left and you came back and this is what that feels like. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I like that as like a big brother, as somebody who. He's done that in the past. And like in season one, where there was the big rift between him and Johnny and Dutch because of, you know, the terrible thing that happened between him and and Dutch. He's had to go through this, right, to try to reintegrate himself into the team. So I thought Mm -hmm. that was a great scene between the between the two of them.
0: Yeah. Since you mentioned Banyan Gray, I wanted to mention because I wasn't here when you talked about Banyan Gray the first time. That actress is from she was on Motive. Oh, because I was like, I know I know her from somewhere. I looked it no. up. She was on Motive. Like, it, I think she was maybe only in one season, one or two, but
2: I like her. Was she one of the police officers or what character yes. did she play? Okay.
0: Like a few seasons into the show, Angie gets partnered with her because the other guy leaves for a while.
2: Okay. I thought she looked familiar. I have seen and some of Motive. And then gets promoted. Yeah, to, like, Lieutenant or something. Yeah, okay. I thought she looked familiar, too, but I couldn't remember where I knew her from. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. And speaking of folks we know from other shows, the the guy who played Gandor, Gan- not Gandor, that's that's a Lord Gandalf? of the Rings thing. Gander! The guy who played Gander, like the goose, he <laughs> he uh, was on Lost Girl for an episode. He played the Slenderman in Subterfanian. And then the guy I I took me a while to to realize where I saw the last seer guy from. And Chris, he was on Wonderfalls. He played the priest in Wound Up Penguin.
0: Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. So
2: I knew I knew him from somewhere. Yep. There you go. Thank you. You're welcome. All shows that have filmed in Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Motive
0: films in Vancouver, but but close yeah. enough it's Canada.
2: <laughs> oh, I sorry, I I'm I, I meant, uh, I meant the ones he was on, but I, I get it. <laughs> oh, gotcha. <laughs> Something I really liked in the the scene with Johnny and Banyan Gray is I liked how he sold himself to her. Like, I could be your poster child. I've come back.
0: You yeah, know, why are you smart. going
2: to keep me to from from rejoining? I could be an ally to you. It's like Johnny, you are so smooth and smart.
1: Mm. Yes, <laughs> I was a little disappointed though that she she made him remove the finger banger, but not before he got to flip her off. I was like, oh, man, he lost his mod. I was like, if anything, I I was like, oh, I was kind of hoping Johnny could keep it for a while because he liked it so much. And it
2: was useful. It seemed useful. But I I was not surprised he lost it kind of quickly. But I I was Mm -hmm. slightly disappointed just because they had actually integrated it and made it seem like it could have been of use to him. Mm -hmm. Right. Also, since... Since the past
0: couple of episodes, Stephanie has commented on attractiveness. I feel obligated towards the end of this episode. That scene where where Johnny is talking to Zeph, mm-hmm. Aaron Ashmore looked so good in that scene.
1: <laughs> oh yes, I was like the lighting. That man has the most incredible blue eyes. I mean, he especially does. in person. But oh, the way they light him. Sometimes I'm like, oh, you were such it's Lucy. A-
0: that's what it Uh, is yeah it's Lucy
1: which brings out the best in him
0: Johnny looks prettiest this way
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Lucy's like ah I know how to light my boy
0: seriously though he was so hunky in that scene right Mm -hmm. it's not just me
2: (laughs) no 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 no. and I enjoyed the exchange between Johnny and Lucy I've missed your way with smart women, John and at first he's like I missed you too Lucy like wait was that sarcasm (laughs) (laughs) I'm like you can't tell when your ship is giving you sarcasm anymore (laughs) He has has been away too long. He has. He has. More Lucy, please. I I know.
0: know. I don't know if Lucy yet. But they, sadly, kind of, spent much of this episode on a different ship.
2: Oh, the Holland ship. Transition! (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Segway! (laughs) (laughs) So they were on a different ship for, for much of this episode, and I'm glad that Johnny commented on the fact that he was on a similar ship. Yes. Because finally. I had a moment when I was rewatching where I'm like, wait a second, the interior of that ship looks really similar to the interior of the Hullen ships.
1: Yeah, of Klein's ship. And I was like, when are people going to make the connection? So yeah. He was just like, different model. I'm all good. <laughs> but I liked how he still was like, squiggly thingy, am huh? I?
0: Squiggly <laughs> Figure it. He didn't figure out everything. It's <laughs> the scientific name for it. Mm-hmm. The technical term.
2: And that was the follow-up to what we saw at the end of the season premiere, where we see Davin get into the Holland ship. And at first I thought, wow, Davin's being really good at faking his knowledge of this ship. But then I realized, oh, he had no idea what he did. Poor Davin. I mean, (laughs) poor guy.
1: I know. I I did like that comment from Johnny. He's like, you've been in Klein's body. You've stabbed me. All this stuff has happened to you. This is about a five or six on the weirdness scale. (laughs)
0: And we, but, but he called it something specific though. He was like the Dav, it, yeah. Was it something. Dav the magic pony?
2: It sounded like <laughs> Dav the magic pony. <laughs> it was Dav the magic something, but that I'll go with that. I feel like saying
1: Pulp the magic dragon, and just sing Dav the magic pony in the instead.
2: Yes. And we, we had, and we had suspected this, right? That perhaps the reason he was able to get into the Holland ships was because of his relationship with the goo. They're clearly yeah. setting up weird stuff around Davin, but nobody really seems to know why he's the way he is. Even Klein was perplexed. Which, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of a kind relationship with the goo.
2: Because, I mean, we're getting a clear sense that Klein is, is, king of, like, machinations, and he's been setting up all of this stuff and, like, breadcrumb trails for Dutch to follow. The, the When they find the remnant at, at the, the old Holland reintegration camp, it reminded me of that kind of glass house structure that mm-hmm. Dutch found in season two, which clearly yeah. Klein had sort of left for her. So he's clearly got had this really huge long game, but the fact that he knows nothing about Davin just is a head-scratcher to me.
1: Well, the fact that he's Left the fleet and left the remnant. I mean, does he does that mean that he wants Dutch to go against Anila and start a war? Did he foresee that?
2: I think it's not impossible. He he calls her very insane in season two, so it feels like he had concerns about Anila and what she might do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Side note: Do we think that's why he made Dav be the one to unlock the ships and not
2: Dutch? Say more. explained.
0: Because we don't know how genetically similar Dutch and Anila are.
2: Mmm, good point. Because,
0: I mean, theoretically, Anila could have the ships if they were designed to be Dutches, right? That's a good point. If they are genetically similar.
1: I thought it just had something to do with Hullin, and you just control it through your influence of the goo, you know?
2: They suggested that Davin could control them because of the connection that Klein and he shared, which we saw, you know, last season. Uh, but you know, we don't have firm terms on who can open the ships and who can't, because I don't think we've seen another Holland try to interact with them yet. Right. But then it's also, but but like Johnny was able to fly Klein ship, like he took Klein ship and he seemed mm-hmm. to have no problems flying that one. Yeah, and it's implied
1: it's all organic based for those ships, so.
2: Or just complex. I'm going to side with Johnny and say complex. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I get the feeling that whatever Davin's relationship with the goo is, uh, that might be the key to destroying... It could be the key to destroying Anila's fleet, because and... if he can control the goo in a way that Anila can't, or maybe he's the key to poisoning her pool of goo. I don't know. I'm just throwing stuff out there. How? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because he has a strange relationship with the goo that no one else seems to.
2: And I think that'll definitely be important at some point, but I have no idea as to how. Yeah, me neither. I'm just saying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But besides the great scene that Davin had with Johnny, I thought it was fantastic. The scenes that he had with Quinn. Davin in like younger people, she wasn't quite a child, but you know, she's supposed to be probably teenager, he's really nice with like young people. Whenever he has scenes with them, I'm like, aw, Davin's great. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Me too. Because Davin is great. Maybe it's because Davin also has a, a young person's sensibility. Maybe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he knows what the kids like these days. <laughs> exactly.
0: Plus, I think it brings out the big brother in him.
2: Yes, I think that's definitely part of it.
0: That's probably more what it is. (laughs) Rather than me trying to make a joke.
1: (laughs) I like his chin, though.
0: Oh, he's
2: got a great chin. chin. It's adorable.
1: (laughs) That was funny when Quinn said, "Uh, you're not as attractive as I thought you'd be.
2: That reminded me, uh, Chris, do you remember that episode of 30 Rock where Kenneth uh, dates a a woman with visual impairment and... You know, she's really pretty and they have kind of a thing going. And then she's, she, we get to the moment where she's like, can I, can I touch your face so I can, you know, feel what you look like? Yes. And <laughs> the joke being, cause usually in these moments in movies, you know, it's just the person feeling their face being like, Oh, you're so beautiful. And instead she starts touching his face and you can cl- clearly see from her face, like she is not impressed <laughs> with how Kenneth's <laughs> face feels.
0: <laughs> I think she does actually break up with him because she does. she's too hot for him, right?
2: <laughs> she does.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but in particular, I, I liked where he was making it making it clear for Quinn that it was her choice whether she wanted to leave mm-hmm. leave the compound where she'd been living her entire life and go with him or not. Yes,
0: because again, that's a big theme of the show. Mm-hmm. We've seen that a number of times. Throughout the series. And it makes me happy that it's a, a thing that is important to them.
2: And this is the second kind of youth of, this, of the series that they've stashed with the monks. Because there's that guy from back in season two that they were actually. Oh, that's from, right. Yeah, from the school that they stashed with the monks. So he and Quinn can be buds, I guess. Did the killjoys yeah. bring you here? Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Good chins, right? <laughs> the monks are going to have this
1: whole classroom by the end of the season. Right. And then I get the feeling they're all going to be like... Hey, you wanna like they're all gonna end up hey, you wanna join the Killjoys? We need people for our army. You do you know, it's like the geeks go here and the kids go here. Everybody has their skill set.
2: But as far as like team bonding moments, I, I did enjoy when Dutch like pushed Davin's hand into the controls, kind of like interrupting Johnny's thoughts on the matter. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I skipped to the fun part. You know you wanted me to <laughs> <laughs>
0: That was an excellent line. There are a it lot was- of good lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And every episode.
1: I-, I had to, I didn't catch it until a second viewing, but when Dutch was getting, you know, beat up on by all the, uh, by all the, the unseeing. unseeing. Yeah. She goes, Johnny, get out here. I need you to be fighty or something. That <laughs> I think
0: it's, it's getting fighty. <laughs> getting fighty. Or something. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like everything is always E in
0: Lovretta's world. Uh, murdery, fighty. Just add the Y to everything to make things Y e.
2: And even though Johnny was feeling a bit displaced, he he slipped back into his role pretty quickly once they found the the what, what did she call it the room that sings, mm-hmm. which sounded way better than the room that shoots you a bunch. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> it does. But it does. To be fair. <laughs> but once once Johnny got there, he's like, okay, I can deal with this old tech and help people out, and you know when. Davin throws that, you know, perfect love ya over oh his shoulder God. before he leaves. I thought that was great.
0: That I love that to laugh much. <laughs> <laughs> That shot was sort of perfectly constructed also
2: mm-hmm.
0: with with the lean in from out of frame. Mm-hmm. yes
2: i'm I'm excited to have our three Killjoys reunited. They're really fun working together,
0: no, oh, yeah. me too. So a bit of news about our other podcasts on Tatiana is Everyone, our Orphan Black podcast. Stephanie and I are currently covering the fifth and final season of Orphan Black. We're releasing weekly episode discussions. You can listen to the podcast and find out how to subscribe at tatianaiseveryone.com.
1: We're also covering season two of Winona Earp on our multi-fandom podcast, analysis. Chris and I are discussing small batches of episodes. The first Winona Earp discussion covered episodes one through five of season two. You can listen and find out how to subscribe at com slash
2: fam. Yes, let's move up into space and talk about <laughs> space. <laughs> space. <What was> that? <laughs> <laughs> and talk about what's up with Anila and Dalsea. Who, oh, I'm so glad Dalsea is back, y'all.
1: Oh my <laughs> god, so i was just way too concerned about
0: your, her, but uh, gushing yes.
1: about it, Stephanie.
2: <laughs> and then
1: I love how Dalsea is trying to just be like she always is, ruler, and it kind of made me. Well, I was shocked, but still, it kind of gave me a little bit of satisfaction to see her taken down a pig. Not how, not the way it was done, but still, to kind of be put in her place, I was like, wow. It's uh, interesting to see Delcia go through that journey.
2: Well, and I think, we'll we'll see what happens with her as a character. It kind of made me wonder when we saw Gander really putting her in her place. Like, no, you are not on crush anymore. You Mm -hmm. are one of the Holland, and you are the person who cleans up the blood here. Yeah. When when she went through that process, I did kind of wonder if they were gearing up for potentially redeeming her character a little bit. Because, you know, she did become very villainous at the end of season two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the end of this episode, she's trying to make an, an-, an alliance with Anila. So I I don't think so. Like, I I think she's going to continue to be a villainous type of character, which I'm fine with. I, I still yeah, like her yeah. as a character.
0: Right. I mean, she's always been or always felt like that sort of... You know, gotta gotta stay on top. Oh yeah, of the political situation, and we see that again here. Really, where actually they establish a little bit where Anila has that comment to her that she doesn't she, she doesn't come from the common Hullin stock because hmm. mm-hmm. she wanted to make sure she plays for her team. Which and I'm like, there's I- no subtext there at all.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. How could I miss that? Thank you for bringing that back up. I forgot to mention it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome.
2: But, like, by the end
0: of the episode, it feels like we might be headed in that direction. Mm-hmm. With the close talking. <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't talking. know. <laughs> the close talking. And the, talking I was the like, Like, it felt, a little, it felt a little root and shaw.
2: Yeah. Uh- mm-hmm.
1: I can totally <laughs> laugh now because I get that. I get that <laughs> and it just
0: made the weirdest noise. <laughs> I was
1: like, Oh my god, I fully get that reference now. It's awesome.
2: But I was Sorry. watching that scene and sort of like considering how the, the dynamic was between you know, Hannah John Common as Anila and and Delsea versus Hannah John Common as Dutch and Delsea. And at first I'm like, okay, so, I, okay, I, I feel like it's going a little differently. There's not that same, like, freesaw of, un, un, you know, <laughs> of sexual tension there. And I'm like, oh, wait, there it is.
0: <laughs> and then she held a knife at her throat and we were like, wait! Yep, yeah, but
1: <laughs> if was there wrong, is... <laughs> You know what, Stephanie? Even if there is no unresolved sexual tension in the up- in the, that scene, I think you would have projected it on there anyway. So, <laughs> but no, I totally saw it because because Delsea comes up to Anila, and I'm like, "Wow, Anila's really upset. She's crying. Is Delsea going to comfort her? Are they going to kiss? They're really close. Oh no, wait, they're not going to kiss." <laughs> Dealing, gonna kiss her or kill her? Could have been both. So yeah, could have turned say, up a dime there. <laughs> she still might have kissed her. I know, uh-huh. but I was like, oh my god, I am enjoying this so much, and I bet <laughs> Stephanie is enjoying it even more. It was so funny. It's like I was watching the the scene, and I was fascinated, and yet dying internally, giggling the whole time. So I loved you, it.
0: You were giggle dying. What? <laughs> no, I was. Uh, <laughs>
1: I was like suspense in suspense, but giggling internally at the same time. So.
0: I do occasionally get the nervous giggles. Was it the nervous giggles? I'm confused about what, what. No, Never it was mind. giggle, it was giggle <laughs>
1: giggles about UST, which sounds like a sexually transmitted disease. I just like to say the whole thing. Unresolved sexual tension.
2: <sighs> oh,
1: Annie.
2: But I, I love. I love seeing Delcea win Anila over and her comment about, you know, we are queens and we rise. Like, yeah, because, you know, she got <laughs> she got a taste of of being put in her place. And Delcea definitively said, no, that is not happening. <laughs> she <laughs> might Not it, for Delcea. <laughs> no, because I felt like she kind of considered the fact that she might have been killed. It's possible Anila could have killed her in her rage, but she decided it was worth it. Like, I'm either going to make this, this try to rise to the top of the the pack here, or I'm just, she's just going to kill me. And I would prefer that to being (laughs) the person who cleans up the blood.
0: Yeah, she's incredibly savvy, that one. Mm. Because yeah, like at the end of last week's episode, I mean, talking about the the chemistry here, and how this was going to go. It felt very much like Delcea was like, Ooh, she looks like Dutch and she's kind of evil. I'm into this. <laughs> <laughs> and like you couldn't really tell which way Anila was gonna go with this. I mean, granted, there was like the blatant nudity and bathing and whatnot. <laughs> but we don't know enough about Anila. Like that could have just been how she rolls. Yeah. But then there was the murdery stuff. So yeah no, but i'm saying that the ending scene here i'm like i feel like anila is intrigued at this point and mm. this could go in interesting directions so that's all i'm saying
2: yeah i i am very curious to see what happens between Anila and Delcea. Very, very curious. I'm not expecting anything. I'm c- perfectly comfortable with them just close talking and having unresolved sexual tension. <laughs> Me too. But it's so fun to watch. I am feeling more hopeful because I knew pretty pretty <laughs> definitively it wasn't going to go anywhere with Dutch. So this is an interesting potential replacement scenario. <laughs> I know,
0: right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
2: this is so funny to
1: talk about. Um <sighs> Well, I have a question. I mean, why is, besides being quite insane, why is Anila so devastated-slash-murdery-angry about Klein's death? He was her father. Yeah, I know, but... (laughs) uh, I, I know, but it's like, I wonder what was their relationship like, and, you know... I mean, it's like it was such a weird, twisted relationship with Dutch as well, and yet at the same time, she was devastated when he died, so... Yeah, I don't know, but they, they sure uh, process in different ways, Dutch <laughs> and Anila, I mean.
2: <sighs> I feel like we have hints, at least, that even if Anila and Klein were not on good terms, which is my impression, that Anila still very much wanted his approval. Mm-hmm. And now she's not going to get it because he has died.
0: Right. Because she did rescue, she said she rescued Delcea because she was working with Klein, mm-hmm. which I think fits in nicely with that scenario that you just laid out, that she's trying to get his approval.
2: And we also, it, it's very clear in this episode that Anila knows about Dutch. She knows somebody exists who looks like her and probably even knows that Klein had some sort of relationship with her. And boy, is she mad about it. So I mean, you I notice
0: think- she, she said little bird.
2: Mhm. Yeah. Yep. And I think that that's revealing too. They and she also has that line where I, I forget exactly what Delseus says to her, but she insists like I am my father's only daughter. Mhm. So, she clearly wanted Klein's approval and, like, desired that connection and relationship with him, even if it wasn't there when he was alive. I, I I don't know. I get the sense that they weren't close. But Anila seems very much to have wanted his approval and his love and felt like she didn't have it. So her reaction to his death made sense to me on that level from other things that we'd seen. Right. Well, I'm wondering how much
1: time Klein spent with Anila. I'm kind of fascinated to know more about that backstory.
0: Well, didn't we see them both in the flashback to Arkin? Yeah, we yes. did.
2: Yeah, they were on so Arkin So we knew together. they were
0: together then, at least.
2: And it seems like probably they had a disagreement on Arkin. That was my sense of it, anyway. That Anila wanted to go one direction with the Holland the goo, and Klein wasn't 100% on board with it. Mm-hmm. Seems likely at this point. So what other questions do we have at this point?
0: Well, I do want to know... What it is that Anila knows about Dutch? Like, mm-hmm. how does she know about Dutch? What does she know? What is it that has caused this resentment toward her? Is it the fact that Klein seemed to be treating her as if she was his daughter instead of Anila? Like, what's, what's the situation there?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is a good question. What does she know and how does exactly does she know it? Cause it, I also get the sense that it seems like, Anila hasn't been around the quad all that much in the past several years. But I could be wrong. That That is me extrapolating.
0: Yeah. I mean, we haven't seen her, so. Mm-hmm. Which brings up another question. What was she doing?
1: True. <laughs> yeah. I'm just wondering how, How are, remind me again, how are Anila and Dutch related genetically?
2: We, we don't, don't know. know.
1: Yeah. Because I'm like, that's my question.
2: Yeah. And, and that's what. Delsa attempts to ask her in this episode like why do y'all look so much alike and mm-hmm. don't say her name we do not say her name until she is dead. So, we that is a question the show still has not answered as to why they look so much alike. Klein didn't said she, he didn't know why when Dutch asked him in season 2.
0: Yeah, I, if anything I feel like Anila might know, right? Mm, possibly, yeah.
1: Some sort of weird cloning thing with the goo, I don't know. I don't know. Well,
2: we're getting nowhere from Black Territory. but mm. They do have the same producers. That's true.
1: <laughs> same production company.
2: So I'm curious more about the re- reintegration camp that we saw here and what made all of the Holland leave there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And why did Klein specifically have the one guy stay? Was it just to protect the remnant, I guess? It seems likely. Yeah. And, I mean, the poor they called them human slaves right that got left there i actually this is this is entirely arbitrary and something i should just do some research on my own here about but i kept wondering how sound the science was regarding the solar flare Mm. i'm like i feel like that should be worse than this is right (laughs) Mm. i feel
1: like you need to do more than just close your eyes to avoid getting fried by a solar
0: flare you know which is what i'm saying yeah yeah so, what do we think the remnant is? Ooh, it kind have a more relevant question <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it seems to require opening, so yeah, it has something that. to do with the big shiny
1: box that we saw in season two
2: but i have I have no flipping cu- clue. it doesn't seem to be a key to controlling the fleet because that seems to be something no. Davin can do on his own so Well what,
1: happen- what about the huland that left the planet? I mean, are are they under direction from Klein? Will they somehow be on the Killjoy's side? I don't know. Hmm. I wouldn't think so. But they could all be human.
2: It seems unlikely to me that they'd be under Klein's direction just because he came back and specifically talked to that one guy separately. It feels like if they were all on board with Klein's plan, he wouldn't have had to do that. But again, that's just me making a guess.
0: Going back to... Anila and where Anila has been. we got that map about where the the pockets of hullen are hmm do we think that's what Anila's been doing? Mm, that Anila's I- been the one distributing the the hullen throughout the galaxy. It sounds reasonable.
1: I uh, thought it was there from the beginning for some or I thought it was like already there like since I don't know. Since who knows how long, but...
0: But I mean, creating <clears throat> the Hullen army out of it.
1: Oh, okay,
0: yeah. Is what I'm getting at. Maybe. Like, do we think she's the one who has established these camps? Hmm. It seems plausible. And then Klein finds out about it and maybe is doing little bits to work against Anila? I mean, I don't know.
1: Hmm. Could be. I don't know. They're just like, how many ships did they say they had in the fleet that Klein left behind? Like, I don't remember. Something, it look, 40 it something? looked, 40 something. I don't recall. Cause Dutch is like, we're going to use the sh- out of them. I'm like, have you seen how big the special effects are on Anila's fleet? <laughs> Clearly she hasn't, Annie. <laughs> <laughs> look at that shot. You're totally outnumbered.
0: I am nervous for the team. <laughs> <laughs> but think about the Rebel Alliance versus the Death Star, Annie. The oh, that's Empire.
1: That's true.
2: Just got to find that one little spot that'll blow up Anila's ship. I'm curious why her ship looks like a giant thorn thing. It's, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, I had another thing in mind. <laughs> it's 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 a strange shape, is what I'm getting at.
0: It is. I wonder if that goes back to the whole possibly organic thing.
2: Mm. Potentially. And the the group of people who came to, when they were supposed to get Klein, and Fancy ended up rescuing him, but they were the Blackthorn, which was, I, I, I'm guessing, Anila's sort of henchman type. So...
0: And there's all the mythology surrounding the, the tree and the trees.
2: It is curious, though, why Davin doesn't remember doing what he did when he took the ship and went to this other planet. Yeah. It's not the first time he's done things that he doesn't remember doing, but... I don't know that, and I wonder if Klein has programmed him to do other things in the future that he won't necessarily oh, poor remember. Dav. I know his his head's been screwed with enough. I know,
0: poor Dav, and his adorable chin.
2: He's got an adorable and, chin and highly recognizable voice. Mm-hmm. Johnny has adorable ears. One comment to end the episode with: It's, it's me being shallow but I thought Hannah John Common looked really good in the scene where she offered congratulatory drinks to Davin Mm. and Johnny. That was a, a, her hair looked great. That was a great outfit. She looked really good.
0: Yes. I was actually thinking since it was, it was the scene after Johnny was talking to Zeph, which I had (laughs) mentioned earlier in the episode. (laughs) It's like all three of them though, just like, they just look really good. (laughs) I mean, all the time, basically, but I
1: I really like the lighting on the, uh, Yeah, on the Holland ships because it makes the cast look even better. (laughs) Not that they don't look great, but that stark white lighting. I really liked Hannah John Common in the outfit she was wearing when they first went on the ship. I was like, "Oh, she looks good."
0: Mm-hmm. And her
1: hair looks good. Yeah, but she looked good at the end of the episode, too.
0: <laughs> so, she just kind of never looks anything else.
2: That's I know. True. But there are moments where you think, "Wow, she looks particularly good." Like she looks distractingly mm-hmm. good. Yes. <laughs> is is that why they call it
0: stunning? <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call
1: me gay. <laughs> but it's just me. Oh. <sighs> Again, searching for a girlfriend, <laughs> one that can flip over, flip me over. <laughs> waving my turtle arms in the air, I'm desperate.
0: Way to sell yourself, Annie. <laughs> yep. So we got a message on the website from Sci-Fi Sarah. Saying hello, fellow geek ladies, I enjoyed the fact that she introduced or she started her message that way. Hi, Sarah. Hello, fellow geek ladies. I am so happy that Killjoys is back on and I love the show. It felt like I was sitting in the room with you both geeking out over the episode. I could listen to another hour of your show. I like how Killjoys started out as one show and has morphed into something amazing. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Sarah. Thanks, Sarah. That's
2: very sweet of you. Hopefully she still kept listening now that you're here, Chris. (laughs)
0: yeah if if not sorry (laughs) sorry for ruining it we also got a message from Andrew this was from a couple weeks ago now sorry Andrew saying killjoys came back strong and with this many people on the team or at least helping out I'm starting to wonder if we need to get another ship like Lucy
2: there can be no other ships like Lucy
0: (laughs) there is only one Lucy Lucy
2: is one of a kind (laughs) But we do have this Holland fleet now. I was so going to say, like, we have a whole fleet now. <laughs> so maybe Andrew not made Not that as happen. good as
0: Lucy, but. No.
2: No. None of them have talked yet. But there
0: are a lot of them, so.
2: Yeah. Room to grow into. I am, like, actually kind of surprised we haven't seen the other two geeks again. It was just Zeph this week, but I guess they were off with Turin since they were the, like, Turin approved geeks. They were the recruited <laughs> geeks. <laughs> Zeph's getting paid under the table.
0: I wonder if Dutch like overruled Turin. That's a good question. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. But we also didn't see Pre or Elvis, and that makes no, me a sad. No, Hunky Monk
2: this week. I know. I really hope we get to see some of our our regular recurring cast next week, either Fancy or Pre or Hunky Monk or all three of them. I'll take them all.
0: Fancy Lee. I knew I was missing somebody. But yes, I mean, again with the whole attractive team like where's the rest of the attractive team <laughs> <laughs> team attractive that's what that's what they should call them i mean awesome force yes but also attractive team attractive awesome force i like the alliteration thank you <laughs> so shallow We'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode of Killjoys. You can send them to killjoys at askgenretv.com. We love getting voice messages, like really, really love it. You can send them to us in a couple of ways. You can record a voice memo on your smartphone and email it to us, or you can call our listener voicemail line at 972-514-7223. You can follow us on Twitter or Tumblr at killjoys Podcast.
2: The Quad is part of the Ask Genre TV family of podcasts. To find our other podcasts about Orphan Black and Winona Earp and Lost Girl and some other shows, please visit our website, AskGenreTV.com. Thanks for listening. See you in the Quad.